G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL super coach. That's right, it is a new era for fantasy basketball for the NBL and it's a new era for the basketball blokes, having covered the NBL fantasy game for the prior five seasons and having a little bit of success along the way, mind you. Personally, I finished highest of the group last season, making me the reigning top bloke with a 14th place finished. And although I was first for a lot of that season, Benny, my highest finish was eighth the year prior. Hold my beer, fellas. I've had a couple of top ten finishes, remember? So uh, I'm definitely not claiming the title of ordinary bloke. Yeah, look, I'm not too sure how I claim top bloke status there, given I've got the worst ranking out of the lot of us. But it's probably a good time for me to tell you that we are brought to you today by our Patreon supporters. Yes, and you can head to patreon.com slash basketballblokes if you want access to Banksy's captains from round three onwards. Not just the most loved Banksy's captains, we also send advanced stats in a weekly email throughout the year. But what you need to do is sign up now so you get access to our Patreon leagues and the preseason cheat sheet. We put copies of the old cheat sheets on the website, which is basketballblokes.com where we also have our live scoring and our Discord live game chat. That's it, Benny. And you can sign up to the Discord group by becoming a Patreon where you can complain to us about how you can't follow along because we have too many player nicknames. And if you'd like to provide such feedback at a discount, you can sign up for our 12% big banger of a discount for subscribing annually. Everyone knows who Banger is, right? Yeah, I think so. Thanks for your support. Let's get to the pod. All things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three folks setting out to make super coach history. So many things that we cannot wait to see. When do we get onto the source? Perhaps a twoies or some bubbles? Or is it Miller time to celebrate our players' double double party with bangers and some rock by DJ Mitchell? Is he a lock? The Kings can bring the chips, like Jonah Bolden brought the dips. Will we get Ulbrich quick, or at least very soon? We think it's Taron Armstrong that is going to the moon. How do we read our next stars? Are you superstitious? Impressive Johnson Alex are. The competition's rips the vicious. Robert said no Franks, so they got Franklin instead. They signed some wily veterans. Do they get over the humps ahead? The finalists have been all action. With Finn Diesel and Denzel. Couldn't beat them, so they went cheat them. Who's fast and furious as well? Can't have a pair of Sams, but can they fill Pinder's shoes? And can we pair some Jordans when Crawford's small and Hunter's huge? Will Cummings hit a shot? JLA has hurt his wrist. With no AC, does Kel run hot? And is Huck Porty worth the risk? And Adams is back with his family. Let's usher in a new era of fantasy. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny Banksy and Boydie the basketball blokes to bring all things Aussie hoops and NBL super coach. Time for the pre-blitz team preview of... And on this end... So Hook Porty is really distressed. And there's some, some serious concern, clearly. You could hear audibly Ariel Hook Porty's distress and several of his teammates crouched around him, making sure that he's okay. Or at least hoping that he's okay. And that is... A tough listen, that. That was a tough listen. We've got Corey at the start. Best wishes to Homicide. And, of course, we can't talk about pre-Blitz previews about Melbourne United without... Um, your mind automatically goes back to Ariel huck and what happened at the Blitz last season and what was a, such a bad injury and a bad moment 
could turn into one of the best moments and comebacks of the NBL season ahead. But um, I normally go into the ins and outs, and one of those players uh, that we have as a big in is Joe Luau Chul, but we've got a different segment to discuss him. The Injury Report with Dr. Boyd. The uh, the doctor almost needs a bit of help from himself at the moment with his with his voice I've got going, but that's okay. We'll go with it. Yes, update on JLA as we call him, as most people call him, and even I think the headline in the article is JLA now, which is we great. Can get away with that. We're, we're, we're okay. getting away with that one. Um, Vickerman said basically come out and just basically said he's running ahead of schedule. Um, so there was you know, there's been rumours that he could be even gone all year and all this sort of stuff, um, all season. Sorry. But sounds like he's looking to be back earlier than expected. And I think there was even one talk of a game game situation or a block of games that starts around about round seven. You think so, do you? Yes. I think there was an actual report, very, very specific about when we can hear him back. And look, I know it's not your doctor's opinion, but we can probably refer to that if anyone wants to. We had uh, Mick Randall's article that says, having been slated as past yep. the FIBA break, uh, he's now looking at... Uh, was it uh, what were the games mentioned? Sydney, Sam, Perth, Perth and the Kings, which makes it around yeah, round seven. Round seven. Yep. All right. So that is a great update. Thank you, Doctor Boyd. You can yep. go get Boydie back now. Um, the other big ins for Melbourne United, uh, apart from JLA, we have got Tanner Krebs, Flynn Cameron, Luke Travers, Matthew Delavadova, and Ian Clark as some big ins. Geez, that hurt last night from as a Phoenix supporter. Um, not really. Uh, outs, Isaac Humphreys, Mason Peatling, Marcus Lee to the JJs, and Ray John Tucker. And, of course, Matthew Banks as a supporter. More on that <laughs> later on. Um, we, we put out a poll on uh, X at people underscore blokes, and we asked uh, who you would like us to discuss. It was very... Closely, closely run, but I believe Banksy now you have the honours to discuss. Luke Travers, who was the number one just averaging player for this pre-season. Banksy. He is. He's the most owned player in the game as it stands. Having a look now, 39% owned, and rightfully so. Watching him live last night... He is an absolute lock. Um, he looks a level above again last season. Um, he's played the two preseason games so far. That was against uh, California Baptist University, and he padded the stats again, including six blocks and three steals, and he was at it again last night as well. One thing I really noticed from Travis last night is just his athleticism has gone to the next step. The amount of putbacks he had last night, I, I just lost track. Um, Tip-ins. The tip-ins were just everywhere from Travers last night. And understandably, Sam were a little bit undermanned at the centre position last night. But mm. I don't know. I just think he is – there's not much to say about Travers. He's just an absolute lock this season. The number one averaging player in the preseason, the number two points per minute player in the preseason. Um, but what we've got Melbourne United, I went through the ins and outs there. Um, I think that – Overall, they're probably looking pretty good this season. But 
Travers has a defined role to me. Some of these other players, I think, have a little bit of a position battle. And Bordy, maybe, is there any position battles, do you think, with uh, Melbourne United that we're looking for some clarity in over the blitz? I don't think so. I don't think so. The real, the only one really is the JLA v. Huck Bordy one. But once, yeah. once you know, JLA is not back, as we talked about, till possibly round seven-ish, somewhere mm-hmm. along those lines. I think that's kind of the only one, isn't it? The rest are kind of looking fairly... Like, the guard rotation's going to be interesting. You've got Daly, point guard, Shea Ely, point guard. Ian Clark, sort of combo-ish, you know. There's So there's kind Finn. of... And then you've got mm. CG43 as well. You've got yep. Cameron, who's you know wants minutes and all that sort of thing too. So there's a bit of battle there, but you think they're all going to get fairly chunky minutes, um, all those four names mentioned, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting, as you say, the guard position, because you've got Daly and you've got Shea Ely. But also, Travers seemed to handle the ball quite a bit last Point night. Point forward, well, that so was the role that Vickerman's. That's right, you did talk about it. So, I mean, who is it going to be? So, I think there is a little bit of a positional battle there. And um, of note, Daly and Goulding did not play last night again. So, so Goulding, we think, was just rested. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's with Dr. Boyd, we might have to get you back here, but with a bit of a sore butt, which is. I can kind of feel his uh, pain, to be yes, honest. Sore. We're currently through five of five of ten podcasts, but uh, sore butt and sore hands from clapping. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, okay. Uh, on no, the, on waving the bo- shoulder, on maybe the bo- on the boomers bench, maybe. Yes. But so. uh, look, um, you mentioned Huck Porty before as being a position battle, and obviously we don't have that position battle anymore. You're next to talk about Ariel Huck Porty, who was very close with forty percent of respondents on X, wanting us to discuss. The big mermaid. Yeah, I mean him with the with the injury to JLA's made him completely, you know, completely relevant at a price of one hundred and seventy two thousand. He's not, you know, fairly cheap uh, coming off that terrible injury. But we've seen people come back from this injury before. For Melbourne United, with Jack White, the season previous came back from that injury and then it finished up in the NBA not long after that. So it can be done. You can come back, and even Jack White did come back mm-hmm. stronger and. More athletic and that's jump higher and all that mm. sort of stuff, um, which is what I think what that's the reason why Huckbody sort of stayed in Melbourne and tried to work with the same people that worked with Jack White during that time and that injury recovery. So seems to have worked well. Yes, um, but to be honest, a little bit underwhelming so far in the games we've seen Numbers in the preseason. Wise. Numbers wise, yep. I, turnovers hurt him in a couple of games. I know he had six points and thirteen rebounds in one game, but they had mm-hmm. seven turnovers because. He's been trying to handle the ball a little bit too much, maybe a little bit, with, with the current roster that's been playing mm-hmm. in these preseason games, or at least those first couple when they didn't have a lot of their guys. Yep. Um, Averaging 13 super coach points 13, across. which is much... Which is it cheaper than his price? No. He should be averaging more than that. Yeah, no, that won't cover his break-even yep. at this stage. Um, interestingly, Banksy said as well, with that handling the ball a little bit, yep. you notice Sem sort of taking advantage oh, of that on defence. Uh, Banksy was there as, last night, so as as give as, us some intel. As soon as Huck Porty got the ball, he had two little mosquitoes trying to steal it off him. Is that correct? It was certainly preempted by Sem that they didn't have any big men to go against him, particularly in the, the second half. Creek was actually playing against him, so I, I felt every time... Huck Porty got the ball. They would send two guards to him to try and strip him. So it was obviously a play last night. So I wouldn't read into the turnovers too much. He's not okay. going to be doing that season long. And I still think that Huck Porty is going to he's going to build and build. It's very early days. The other thing that worries me about well, I'm worried about with his so far in his preseason games as well. It hasn't actually been scoring many actual points, which is key to this NBL Super Coach scoring system, and. Looking at the names that are going to come back, there's some scorers coming back there. So you've got CJ43 wants the ball, he wants to be scoring. Um, 
Clark, well, Clark played the game last night, obviously, but uh, then you got Daly as well. I think he's going to be shooting a three a little bit this year as well, a bit more now that he's getting a bit more confidence with that, trying to get in that Olympics team. So, plenty of putbacks there by the sound. Yeah, and look, with that, I think if I can get 10 points out of him, I reckon we get double 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 chance for a lot of the games early on this season. So I'm just holding, hoping for ten points he's out of ten, him. Has he got ten points in the preseason? No, he Any hasn't. Games? Five no. lobs. That's all we need, <laughs> and hopefully no foul trouble because obviously that's the other thing which is the issue with the big fellas. But um, and he played uh, eighteen minutes last night mm-hmm. as well. So you would assume he's going to build on that without a backup center in the season proper. Beautiful. One other player that we want to discuss is Flynn Cameron, who was 14%, and he's currently, that was 14% of the Twitter poll respondents that selected Flynn, far less as far as ownership, but I am currently an owner of Flynn Cameron, and after last night, I am having regrets, to be honest. Not, has nothing to do with what I think of him as a prospect, it is entirely to do with the minutes and rotation of how uh, many players are going to go through there in that position battle that we are going to have with Melbourne United. So the way I see United starting, and I think um, Liam might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, is maybe Chris Golding will start at the three and you'll have Daly, you'll have Shea. I'd argue that Shea is probably their best player um, at the moment, to be honest, ahead of Daly. I think that Flynn is probably next in line their off the bench. Their best guard, Travis. Their best guard, maybe. Yeah, yeah, arguably their best player, to be honest. I think he's far ahead. Mm, um, that's fair. But Flynn is going to be nice at 69,000. I think he's definitely an option. What I'm actually thinking about doing with my team at the moment is I need a guard for round one who is an auto trade for the following week. So I need to know who's going to score more super coach points in round one out of the likes of Flynn Cameron in two games, Taron Armstrong in one game, Isaac White in one game. That's my current decision with my super coach top side at the moment. Um, or even two games is better than one generally. Generally. So that's why Flynn is in my lineup at the moment. He'll become Josh Bannon in round two, all things going to court. Cause we won't have to change our teams now and nothing in the blitz will make us change our teams, you know? Um, what are your thoughts on Flynn Banksy? Having seen him last night, I'd love your thoughts on his general play. He was impressive when he was on the court, no doubt. Um, absolutely like the look of him. But the worry, as you say, is in the minutes. He played just under 14 minutes last night. Clark played 25. Shaley played 24. You got Delhi to come back in. You got Goulding to come back in. Um, Krebs played 22. So if he's only played 13 odd minutes last night, what's he playing? Once Gordon Adelia in that squad. Big red flag there. Yep, absolutely. That's my major concern at the moment. But, yeah, still worth a look in the Blitz and we will get to find out. How many are we looking at as far as how many United players do we currently have in our super coach currently side? Two. Two. The big two. Mm. Three for me, as Three. mentioned, yeah. given my Cameron current ownerships. And Benny, the reason you've got three players in there, I think, is probably a good point to discuss now, is their schedule. Failing to plan is planning to fail. It's time for the Scheduliser. (laughs) 
And the reason is, fellas, they have the most prominent schedule in the league in the first five rounds. They've prominent. got four nice, doubles nice in words. the first five rounds. Um, that is round one, three, four, and five. No other team has four doubles in the first five rounds other than United. And what also stands out for me is an important double that I'm mindful of on the schedule, and that is in round four when there's only three teams on the double including United as well. Yeah, and the, the thing about it, looking at the schedule then, is it just gets sparse from there. Uh, you've got singles for the next five rounds after round five. Um, obviously, every team's on a single in round seven, so not a big deal for that one, but there is four surrounding it. And then it's kind of a bit wishy-washy. They kind of get a double one week, and then they have two singles, double, two singles, double, two singles. It goes in that pattern. So it's kind of it's kind of make, make money and make get some points from early and then... See you later. And it, later. and it could work with that mm-hmm. schedule, right? Like for us that are starting with a Huck Porty at this point, I yep. mean, the doubles are going to work for us at the centre position and then we could potentially trade away from well, round six, seven well, onwards. when's JLA supposed to be back? Right well, there. then. So that's probably yeah. when you want to get him. Stars and dare I say, that is the moment you bring in Sam Meninga. Oh. Okay. Like it. Okay. All right. Something to think about. Um, wrap us up, boy D. As always, you get us on X, formerly Twitter, at Beeble underscore blokes, www.basketballblokes.com and Basketball Blokes on Facebook. G'day there, it's Zach, also known as the Fez, coach of the Fez Monkeys. i got to say, the best part of being a Patreon supporter is the ever-so-helpful Basketball Blokes community. Whether it be team advice, injury news or Boydie's gifts, the Discord chat has it covered. Also, quite handy for those pesky last-minute play withdrawals. Hey guys, Denim Melrose here, coach of OK Then. And my favourite part about being a Patreon with the basketball blokes is all the data and stats they send through. It's worth far more than they charge and it couldn't be more handy. Hi everybody, my name's Ruby and I'm the coach of the McVeighland Times. My favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is the pre-season cheat sheet and knowing that I'm going to get my team off to the best start and the Discord chat uh, where everyone helps me see sense after I get a little trade wild. Hey, I'm Watto, and I'm the coach of the Coogee Hornets. If you want to get all the stats, have some great banner with all those like-minded fantasy individuals, make sure you get on board with the basketball blokes and become a Patreon. 